Hey everyone, welcome back for another episode of And Why. My name is Annie Law and I'm the host of this podcast. And Why is a platform where individuals are inspired to dream and do by hearing untold and unwritten stories. Through this podcast, And Why will emphasize the why in everything and motivate people to find their own. Before we go into the podcast, I just want to do a quick another shout out to Sam Kim, who's the producer of this podcast jingle, and also Sydney Lee, who is the illustrator of my podcast cover art. I think they both deserve more than I can give them in terms of shout outs. I will link both of them in the description box. Do check them out. They are both amazing in their own rights. Today's podcast episode is something I've been getting a lot of questions about lately. I guess quarantine has made people think about their lives a little more and decide that they want to start something. And honestly, that's quite amazing. I commend you all for not only starting this beautiful and difficult journey, but are also reaching out for help. It shows that you are initiating and initiating with a good understanding of what it takes to start a brand. For those of you who are who don't know me, I have started a brand last summer called Line by Moi and it's close to turning a year old on May 28th. Like that's so exciting. I'll link that down below as well and we will discuss more in another episode about how I started. It's awfully exciting to watch your brand grow and this episode will basically highlight the things that I've learned and express to you why it's important to consider certain things before you start so that you don't make the same mistakes that I did. In this episode, we will discuss the key components that you must understand before you start something. I'm not going to cover the legality of things or even logistics. That would be a whole another monster in another episode. Maybe when I'm discussing about my brand, I'll bring those up as well. But what this episode is really going to bring light to is the purpose behind your brand and what will make your brand slash company successful. And this is all something you have to take take under consideration before you even start. I'm going to talk about having a work ethic, a proper mission statement, and a level of emotional intelligence. If this interests you, just keep on listening. If you haven't listened to my first three podcast episodes, I'll have you know that I was working on three buckets with my microphone on top, but today I am now on a table. Thankfully, Thanks to my amazing mother for recognizing that I kind of need help. (laughs) Um, I'm beyond grateful to have her in my life and to have her believe in me and also be there for me. This is a perfect leeway into my first talking point. So get your books and pens out, ladies and gentlemen, or your notes app on your device, you know, you know, whatever, whatever device you're on. It's important that you take notes because... I don't remember everything. I know you guys don't remember everything. So it's important to take notes or at least take mental notes if you can. My first talking point is that you have to know your why before you start. I know, I know you're probably thinking like, or probably rolling your eyes, like get over the why, Annie, like stop saying why all the time. Like you're driving me crazy. But in all honesty, people undermine the understanding of knowing your why. This will provide you the direction and will allow you to identify the purpose of your brand or company that you're starting. And what that means is oftentimes when I give out free consults to my peers, friends, or even colleagues, 
they'd call me and when I asked them for the mission of their company or the purpose of the company's existence, they circle around the answer and they say something like, well, I just want to start something. I just don't know where to start. And I typically would respond, well, maybe it's best that you take a step back and figure out the why before you even start. And most people's whys are, I want to be able to make money on my own time, or I want to have fun and tell stories, or I want to make a name for myself, or to bring it even deeper, people will say, I want to make a difference in the world. All of those reasons are great. But what's not great is have no particular why at all. No reason at all to as to why you need to start this company, except for the matter that you want to start one. That's not a good enough reason and that's setting the precedent that this company is not going to last long there is this, there is no sense of direction and the moment it starts it's going to try to figure out a direction and before you can figure that out it's gonna fail the importance of the why is not only to serve as a purpose or a guide for the company but it also serves to tell the people who you're trying to reach out to your audience why this company brand needs to even exist if you can't gather loyal followers to follow you on your why then it will fail the why is going to be your mission statement it's going to guide your employees and it's going to make your decision making process much easier but it's also going to be what you're going to be marketing the story you're going to tell about the brand And it will also dictate what your target audience looks like. Why are you starting this brand? And are you willing to struggle for it? Are you willing to work on three buckets before you're rewarded with a table? If not, then your why is not strong enough. I hope you're still staying with me here. Um, That was a pretty long-winded way of saying you need to know your why. But my second talking point is adjacent to having your why. And that is to work on your emotional intelligence. If you guys don't know what that is, it's essentially how you're able to deal with your emotions in different scenarios and situations, ultimately fostering better and healthier relationships, including the one with yourself. I know emotional intelligence is not really talked about because you don't really learn about this stuff in school or honestly in any capacity of your life, at least not directly. People don't say, hey, this is, this is emotional intelligence. Like, you need to know this stuff. They don't directly say that, you know? Most people are have to pick it up, you know, throughout their lives, just pick up emotional intelligence by having different relationships or they learn from their parents or people they look up to and listening to the lessons that they have taught them throughout their lives. But if you purposely work on your emotional intelligence, it will improve. And this is important because not only do you need emotional intelligence to be able to work with other people before you start your brand, but you need to be able to also work on yourself and to understand your personal why in life and why you decided to start this company. It all kind of goes hand in hand. And according to Daniel Goldman and American psychologists who studied emotional intelligence, there are five key components of emotional intelligence. The first one is self-awareness, then there's self-regulation, motivation, empathy, and social skills. 
the one that I'm probably going to talk about the most is self-awareness because it kind of ties everything together. These are all pretty difficult to master, but I'm not going to tell you guys to master emotional intelligence since you master all these components, but I am going to talk about having and obtaining a certain level of it. I know this from experience. Self-awareness is honestly the key to a lot of the things in life. Um, I won't lie and say that I'm perfect because I'm not. I've lost friendships because of my lack of emotional intelligence and I have failed a lot because of my lack of emotional intelligence. But that doesn't mean that I cannot change that and that applies to you guys as well. You need to be able to understand your emotions and be self-aware of your state state of mind and from there you can regulate and adjust and adapt to different things thrown your way and if you're starting a company with a poor state of mind no matter how much you know your why for the company it will not succeed because it's as unstable as you are Starting a brand or a company, you have to think of it as an extension of yourself. And if you're not stable, then your company is not stable. And I know this from experience because, you know, in the beginnings of my of my company, I was overeager. I let my emotions get the best of me and my personal life kind of translated over into my company. Having a good level of emotional intelligence is also key when you're going to start a company with someone else. You have to be able to socialize with them, empathize with them, and work with them. And if you're a leader of the company, especially when you're a leader of a company, you have to be able to motivate them and to communicate with them. This will be difficult if you cannot take criticism, nor can you give criticism, and you don't know how to manage your emotions right and to not let your ego get the best of you. And this all goes back to emotional intelligence and having a proper level of it. And if you're not careful, you can ruin your company by ruining your relationships with other people, especially those on your team. So now that we kind of set the importance of having emotional intelligence, I will give you a few tips on improving your emotional intelligence. You can start by purposefully observing people and see how people interact and from there you can learn how to interact with other people yourself i know that sounds like pretty like oh easier said than done but like honestly this is pretty easy like you just have to look at people and you know observe your the relationships around you um that even those that don't include you and just observe and see how people interact and what might set someone off and why that why it might happen like and then kind of really dig deeper you know is if someone is mad are they really mad because of you or are they mad because they're just stressed out and they need to take it out on someone you know these are all things that you can kind of understand you dig deeper and understand what's the story behind what you're seeing at the moment Another tip is you can start doing self-reflections once every month or once in a while and really check in with yourself and your emotions and where you are currently in life. That way you can kind of gauge yourself from a different perspective and dig deep on why you're feeling a certain way. So just as much as you're observing someone else, you're also observing yourself and understanding yourself and why you may feel a certain way this is great from 
understanding how you are in different situations. Like if you're stressed, maybe write down what caused your stress and what helped alleviate your stress. This is good for controlling your stress instead of letting the stress control you. The next tip is to take responsibility for your own actions. You need to be able to admit that you are wrong, especially when it affects other people in a negative way, including yourself. I personally also like to read self-help books or leadership books in order to improve my emotional intelligence and also allow me to see leadership in a different way. People often mistake in leadership for leading teams of people, but leadership also happens within ourselves. You know, how are we carrying ourselves in life and how are we leading ourselves in the right direction and how are we projecting ourselves to other people? This is all important and it all ties back to having a level of emotional intelligence. My third talking point is also adjacent to the why and having emotional intelligence, and that is to understand your limitations. The reason I mentioned this one separately is to inform you guys that you can't do it all alone. You have to understand your parameters and your limitations. All of us have our own unique strengths and weaknesses, and that's why it's important to be self-aware of them. If you're not self-aware, and this goes back to having emotional intelligence, then you cannot navigate them or focus on what you're good at. A good example of this is when I started my company. I started it as a one-woman show. I didn't want other people to disturb my creative process, and I wanted it to be mine, and I wanted to have all control over it. But over time, I recognized that I can't do it alone, and I have lots of weaknesses that I need to work on. I also started to realize that the company's potential is bigger than me and it's bigger than a lot of people combined and I use my emotional intelligence in self-awareness to allow someone else to work on something that I'm not good at so that I could focus on things that I am good at and ultimately bringing the company forward in a more efficient way. The company is now a three-people show which is amazing. I'm so grateful for them and I couldn't be more happy about it. We are looking to expand as well and we want to really build a stronger community around the mission that we want to serve. But I do want you guys to notice how all of this kind of connects to having a why, having a mission, and to have a proper emotional intelligence going. And to see that our ego sometimes will get in the way of success, like how I wanted to stay as a one-woman show. And if you're not self-aware, your ego can easily destroy the foundation of the company. I could not have run this all by myself, you know? I need people to help me. And if it's if it's not for my team, I probably wouldn't have would have given up a long time ago. So it's important to understand that you can't do it alone. And if you think you really, really can before you fully start, it probably already failed. Um, and I'm, I'm saying maybe you can hold it out for a year or two, but you're going to need more people than that later on when you realize it's getting bigger than you. Um, so why not just bring on a team early on? You know what I mean? Now, even with this in mind, and you really still want to be a one-woman show or one-person show, that's totally okay. But you do have to recognize that where you have weakness, you have to start to outsource. And this is a key point, you have to start to outsource. 
And to give you an example is when I started this podcast, I wanted a jingle that was unique to my podcast. And I had no background in making music. I had no place in making music, all right? And I'm not going to spend hours on end trying to make a jingle for my podcast. So I asked a friend to create a small jingle for me. This also applies to my podcast cover art. I am no illustrator, okay, not a digital illustrator at least. So I decided to reach out my friend, my illustration friend, to create something for me. But if you cannot move your ego, and if I if I didn't move my ego aside, and positively accept that you know I'm not good at those things, then it would be difficult to get anything done. Imagine me starting a podcast a year later with everything done on my own. I will spend six months learning how to draw and another eight months learning how to make music. It's simply ridiculous. Like, so do not do understand that you cannot do it alone and you cannot do everything. And in order to make your company more efficient, you have to understand that you have to outsource for what you're not good at in order to focus on what you are good at. And that could mean having a team or outsource. Either way is fine. My fourth talking point is only valid when the first three is addressed. And that is, what's your metric of success going to be? Now, what I mean by that is people see success differently, which means that there are different metrics to measure what is successful to that person. For me, my company don't really make that much money. And I'm not ashamed of saying that. Because the reason why I continue to believe in it and to continue to move forward with the company is because I believe in the number of people that I can inspire to live a more eco-friendly life. And that is my metric of success. Like having profit is great, but that's my main focus and my main metric of success. My metric of success ties in with my why and the mission of the company. It also connects with my emotional intelligence as I can see success in areas that I want to see success in, even if the numbers and what people see, they don't like that. So what is the metric of success? And that is the question that you have to answer for yourself. Do you want to make a certain amount of money by each quarter? If so, how much? Do you want to gain a number of followers on your Instagram account? If so, how many? Your metric of success is going to indicate the company's growth. I personally believe that you should know that you can succeed multiple ways. For me, I'm okay with not making so much money if it means that I could gain a more loyal following. If I can do both, that's great. But if I can't, that's also okay. But relying on only one metric of success will only mean that you're focusing on one area of the company. And if that's money, it's very, very hard to move forward if you don't feel like you're succeeding or seeing the numbers that you want to see. And that can get very discouraging. Um, and I'm not saying that you know, having money as a metric is wrong, but you have to have something more, something deeper, something that can motivate you to keep going, even if you're not making the number or the amount of money that you want to make. So the answer, the question is, what is your metric of success? My last talking point is to have a proper workflow. After you have developed interpersonal skills, you need to start a brand, a successful one. You need to have a proper workflow in order to keep it going. You need to be able to work in a way that it's productive, but also rest in a way that it's productive. You don't know how many times I've seen people fail because they don't have a proper work ethic or they just work themselves to the T and they don't rest at all. 
And I'm not going to lie, but I am a culprit of this. I've done this almost all my life. <laughs> I would say I would work, 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 and work. And then I put more than I can chew on my plate and basically overwork myself till exhaustion. But I learned that the hard way, I learned the hard way that it's important to rest just as much as it is important to work in order to succeed. You have to be realistic with what you expect to produ- produce in the current circumstance. That also counts for time management and to make sure that you're budgeting your time well. Because if you're spending four hours watching Netflix and 30 minutes of actually working, that's probably not a proper use of your time. Or if you're doing 20 things in one day, thinking you're productive and your brain is about to explode by the third thing you're doing, maybe you have to reconsider how you're budgeting your time in a day. So manage your time well. Do you have a good workflow? That's the question. Or is the workflow getting to you? Now, I'm going to list a couple of things, um, a lot of questions that you will have to think about before you're starting a brand after the five things that I've mentioned are addressed. The first question is, how much time and money can you invest in your company? Second is, what skills do you need and how are you going to obtain them? Third is, who can you look up to or ask for help from? These are all valid questions to ask yourself alongside the big questions which reside in the five things that I addressed because you need to understand the parameters of what you can do and be realistic about it. If you can't invest a lot of money, don't invest more than you can. That just makes common sense. You also need to think about who you can ask for help or who can be on your team. People make it happen, not just you. I hope this has helped you and enlightened you to some degree before you start your brand and company. These are so, so important to address because I've seen many companies who have the resources but misuse them or they have an amazing team, but they mislead them. Many great companies fail because leaders' egos get in the way, or they don't see the success they thought they would. It's a shame, it's honestly a shame, to see things fail before they ever take root. Please keep these in mind before you move forward with your plan. Sometimes you have to see the bigger picture, but you can't see that if you're not in a healthy mindset. Know your values and your why. And also have a good sense of self-awareness. I hope this helps you on your journey. And I'm always open to answer any of your questions. If you need any help, please reach out to me on my Instagram or on NY's Instagram. And just talk to me and then I'll be there to even give you a phone call and answer all your questions that are particular to you. Like, I'm here to help. Um, but also understand that I'm not perfect. So any of this advice is not meant to apply to everyone, um, but it's a general, general understanding of why it's important to know who you are, what you want, and why you're starting something before you even do something, you know, so that you don't disappoint yourself and disappoint other people around you who are going to follow you if you're starting a team. Anyways, thank you so much for listening. Stay safe during this tough time, and bye.